You can look for new limited edition 15 packs of original 16 Canadian Pale Ale. Each pack includes a mix of collectible cans for the ultimate Flames fan to proudly display. Original 16, official beer sponsor of the Calgary Flames. Welcome inside the Flames TV live post game show brought to you by Original 16 Canadian Pale Ale on a night where the Flames drop a 3 nothing decision to the Minnesota Wild. Calgary, I mean, really in need of a win tonight, but they run into a hot team. They run into a very good goaltender. And yep. here we are as they drop their fifth in a row. Yeah, uh, clearly, I mean, Daryl Sutter has been saying it for a couple of days now. They're all must wins. Mm -hmm. uh, but obviously you look at the outer, what happened on the out-of-town scoreboard. This one hurts a little bit more tonight too. But uh, as it relates to the game, um, you know, not the best effort that we've seen from the Flames over the past week. Um, you know, the desperation wasn't quite where it needed to be. The urgency wasn't where it needed to be. And, um, you know, full marks to the Minnesota Wild too mm -hmm. because that's a team that's really turned it on of late, um, made some big moves in and around the trade deadline. They still have some key guys injured too. So what they've been able to do over this last week, I think they're now 8-1-1 in their last nine yeah. games. Um, it's impressive, and you know I kind of go back to it's been a couple of weeks now, but February 24th, watched a game between them and the Toronto Maple Leafs who were just in town here at the Saddle Dome, and they did the same thing. They suffocate you. They make it look very difficult for the the other team. They turn a dynamic offense into an ordinary one, um, kind of harkening back to the Jacques Lemaire days in the early 2000s. But uh, this was a team that possessed the puck tonight. They were very connected. They moved it well, and and really despite the fact that the Flames did have a bit of a push in the back half of that third period, it never really felt like the Minnesota Wild were in trouble. And that's the sign of a team that's in control of themselves and they were fully deserving of the victory tonight. Yep, absolutely. Suffocating is a very good word to use. Let's uh, let's show you what went down. Let's sure. show you some of the highlights from this game. Uh, got off to a good start. Calgary came out. The, the pace was pretty good by both sides, but with five minutes to go in the first frame, it was Minnesota getting kind of a lucky one here. Yeah, a little bit, and, and you know what? This is kind of what we're talking about. Lots of small area passes, give and goes at the blue line. You kind of get the defense running around a little bit. You see John Klingberg involved. He's making his wild debut tonight. At first, we thought it was Marcus Johansson who got the tip. He actually did. The old double deflection, it goes right. to Erickson Heck in the end, but uh, I think as this show goes on, we're going to talk a lot about Marcus Johansson because uh, one of those new acquisitions for the wild, in my opinion, best player on the ice tonight. All right, let's uh, I believe this is the third period now where the Flames... Uh, Looking for that equalizer, they didn't get it. Instead, it was Marcus Foligno making, making it 2-0 for the Wilds. We were sitting here thinking that this was kind of the play you'd expect uh, if you are going to beat Jacob Markstrom again tonight. Yeah, like, he was another so good lucky, weird one there. Absolutely. Of. I mean, how often do you see the off the top of the net right. and comes down, Foligno gets a piece of it? I mean, again, this is, this is about puck possession and puck mm -hmm. movement, and the Wild did a good job of getting the Flames sort of disconnected, discombobulated, and... Um, those net front battles, that proved to be uh, difficult for the Flames tonight. Yeah, and that was with six minutes to go, and then with three minutes to go, there was the icing on the cake for uh, Minnesota. Matt Boldy sniping to make it 3 nothing for the visitors. And you see Marcus Johansson there again, kind of getting things started. We'll have to look at the final numbers. I know through two periods, he was up 5-1 on scoring chances, and this is a guy that came into the night with 28 points on the year, so I think he's a little bit revived, rejuvenated, getting a chance to go on a playoff push here, and um, full marks to it, but again, you know, just sort of getting the flames running around, and from the tops of the circles on in, that's where the Minnesota Wild were feasting tonight, and 
Um, it's, it was kind of impressive to watch in one way, but you know, obviously on the Flames side, I think that's the frustrating style of hockey because you feel like you're doing a lot without getting much accomplished. Right. And I mean, at times, it sounds strange to say, but goals have been hard to come by for this team, right? Yeah. Timely goals, and again, a great goaltending performance by Philip Gustafson. I think he had 30, 31 saves tonight. Yeah, he did. The challenge is, is that most of those came in the third period. Mm -hmm. And when you're trailing a game, we know the stat, the Flames have not come back to win a game, yep. went down after two this season. That's obviously something they need to course correct here down the stretch, but it was at that second intermission, I started, you know, going through the numbers, and I think the Wild were up two to one on scoring chances. So there was just not enough happening in and around in those high danger areas for the Flames. And you know, Philip Gustafson is, is a heck of a goaltender. He, I think he's posting a 9.30 save percentage right now, which puts him in the you know, top percentile among goaltenders in the NHL. This is a guy who knows how to protect leads, but the Flames were not making it nearly difficult on him enough until the third period when that push was on. They got some chances. We know we're going to talk a little bit more about Tyler Toffoli's breakaway. That could have completely changed this game on its head. But what you're seeing in this pack here, a lot of perimeter play. Michael Backlund, yes. very good tonight. He was one of those guys penetrating in the inside. And there's that breakaway look we just talked about. Tyler Toffoli settling it down, gets a good shot away. But Gustafson, top of his crease, challenging the shooter. We talked about it, not over committing to the shot. He mm -hmm. was there. Look, makes himself big, makes himself boring, but that's an effective way to play goal in the NHL these days. Yeah, looks super solid, very confident. Like you said, never really worried about anything out yeah. there the whole yeah. the whole game. <laughs> On the flip side of that, uh, Jacob Markstrom, up and down this season, had a really yeah. strong game the other night, though, and I, I feel like he followed it up with another really strong one. We saw the double deflection there, sure. a little unlucky on the first one and then off the back of the net. He made some really good saves in this one, I thought. Yeah, he was the reason that the Flames were in this game. And, yeah. it, and it started in the first period. I mean, you take a look at some of the highlights tonight. This was a guy that was dialed in. Truly, really a carryover from the other night because he was what kept him in the game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. But, you know, we talk about the high danger opportunities. And there was a lot of this right around the blue paint, kind of, you know, just sort of getting in everybody's grill. And so many of these shots are coming from, like we talked about, inside the circles, small area passes, give and goes. Those are the types of things that, you know, ultimately generate offense in this league. But this is a guy that looks more confident maybe than he ever has. But once again, it's sort of the same old script. We talked about it the other night after that loss to the Toronto Maple Leafs, just not enough goal support. Mm -hmm. Michael Backlund, uh, we spoke to him at the intermission. He was one of the guys that stood out a little bit tonight. I think he yeah. finished with four or five shots. So a bit of a push from him, but otherwise not much from anyone else really on the Flames. No, and... But Michael's totally that guy that's going to bring others into the fight. So maybe it didn't quite happen tonight. But uh, this is a guy that's been doing it all year. And, you know, he he spoke uh, at practice the other day. Uh, he's doing a lot of speaking to the media when you're playing at this level. Yeah. Uh, but he was talking a little bit about, um, you know, what he wanted to prove this season. You know, he wasn't terribly happy with the regular season, but felt that he was building on something in the playoffs. He's come into the season and has proved that. Talked about some of the leadership he brings on a nightly basis. But all these opportunities you're seeing here, because we're talking about how do you generate high dan danger opportunities, that's what he does. Mm -hmm. He's bringing Blake Coleman and Andrew Mangiapane into the fight along with him. And I like the shooting mentality he's developed too, because he's got a really good shot. He had a few good looks tonight, and you know he's kind of flirting with career pace numbers right now too. So if he keeps it up, the Flames are going to need that, obviously, down the stretch. But for right. him personally, you feel good because he's really putting the work to get here. Okay, I believe we have Daryl Sutter standing by. Yes, let's get some thoughts from the head coach on this loss. What was your assessment of what you saw out there? Um, I think it's two games in a row where we've got 
really good goal thing. Goal take gives us a chance to win, but I think our uh, very little run support for them, especially from our top guys. Fairly obvious. You know, you heard the fans booing at the end. Do you blame them? Well, when you lose, I'd, I'd, I'd boo too. Right? I mean, I don't think they're booing the team. Who are they booing? As I said, our top players got to be better players. That's for sure. At what point, when you're trailing by a goal, is, do you try to change up the strategy or approach given the lack of success this season when trailing by a goal? Well, I don't think you change your strategy when you're down by a goal. I think that's, as I said, there's there's guys that aren't pulling their weight in terms of on the ice for too many goals against. And I mean, we had 13 guys after two periods that never one or less shot on goal. We're counting on some guys, right? It's not like we have a battleship uh, big weapons, right? You need you need production. So how much of that maybe is mental or compete level versus physical? Yeah, I think both. I think you gotta be able to fight through it's you know, when you say that about down a goal, that's when you gotta be able to fight through a little bit of adversity or obstruction or that sort of thing on the ice and it's obvious when you do and when you don't. It doesn't mean you win or win or lose the game, but you have to be able to see a real great effort from those guys. Do you think it's fair to say that the, the majority of the last five games that you've lost, the team's played actually pretty good? Yeah, I think, you know what, I think, Eric, the, uh, we haven't played as well since the Boston game, I don't think. I think if you look at the, the, the whole game part of it, I mean, their Toronto game was about 1-1 going into third. Tonight's one nothing, so you're not going to win with one goal in two games. Darrell, you've seen a lot in this game. Have you seen a goal like that second one come out at, off the sort of back? Probably, yeah. I mean, it was goal. It went to the net. Clean goes to the net. Okay. Thank you. You know what? Best part about the game? The seven Chiefs, and then this morning meeting the elders too. It's pretty awesome, pretty cool. It means a lot I think, to to everybody in the building. I mean, he makes a good point. That might have been the best thing that happened tonight was the uh, the Indigenous celebration that happened in the rink. Just a lot Absolutely. of really great special moments. Just a good, just a good vibe. Saturday totally. night and a lot of smiles, a lot of good, a lot of yeah. good energy. That's for sure. Yeah. Unfortunately, the team couldn't follow up with the win, but. I mean, you heard Daryl say it. His, you need your best players to be your best players. Markstrom was one of the best players. He gave yeah. the team a chance to win. But one goal in the last two games is not going to get you a lot of wins. No, and, you know, it was interesting. We, we were sort of nervous when that, uh, that third period penalty came around. Uh, it was a one nothing game at that point. Tyler Toffoli gets the breakaway mm -hmm. off a great look from, uh, from Noah Hannafin. A little yeah. aerial feed. And you're thinking, okay, this is the moment, right? You, you needed something to go your way in the game and, and to try and break through a little bit because the Wild were, you know, we used the word suffocating before. They were not making it very easy for you out there to generate offense and get through the middle of the ice in the right. neutral zone. So maybe you need to go up over the top a little bit, a little, <laughs> a little more often. Right, um, yeah. But, you, you know, that's the guy you want in that situation, yes. Tyler Toffoli. And, uh, you know, you wonder what that goal in that situation, that time of the game could have done for this team momentum-wise. Um, but the fact it didn't go in almost speaks to uh, the script that we've been following lately, unfortunately. It sure does, yes. Um, 
Troy Stetcher made his debut tonight. Yeah. Uh, looked pretty comfortable out there at times, maybe not so much at other times, but I, I mean, it feels like he's a good addition to the club. Yeah. Not sure how much he can contribute with 19 games to go, how much a difference he'll make, though. I'm fascinated to see, and you know, it was interesting this morning, he he, he got word of the trade, he had that late night flight, um, probably not a lot of sleep in the mm -hmm. hotel last night, but he gets to the rink and, you know, fortunately for him, he's not necessarily walking into a totally new environment. He talked about some of the familiar faces that he's been able to see over the course of his career played with Chris Tanev and Jacob Markstrom in Vancouver he played at the world championship with uh Andrew Mangiapane Tyler Foley as well in Vancouver I should say mm -hmm. um and he said he grew up with Milan Lucic being a, a Richmond BC guy so um hopefully a smooth transition that way because you know how difficult it can be for a guy to have his life uprooted in that situation uh but he steps in tonight what did he finish with we look at the stat sheet uh, 14.56 in ice time, so right. a pretty heavy workload with uh, Nikita Zadorov there. We saw what general manager Brad Tree Living said yesterday about what he brings to this team. Daryl Sutter said it this morning. They like his mobility. They like the ability that he can transport the puck and give you a little bit of, you know, just extra foot speed back there because, you know, that's been lacking in the absence of Oliver Shillington. But beyond that, he's a stay-at-home type defender. Yep. That's something in the absence of Michael Stone that they need, a right-shot guy. Um, I like the energy he brought, and uh, it was good to see. He, he had his moments, that's for sure. Right. And you mentioned um, Brad for living. I mean, he obviously didn't do a lot uh, on deadline days, sort of putting some confidence in the core group. Work around the edges. That's right. 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 And so maybe, you know, everyone expecting, okay, they're going to get a bit of a lift from that. Like, this is it. This is the team right now. It's us for 20 games. But I'm not sure we saw that kind of spark out there tonight. No, but, you know, you've got a team on the other side that's done the same thing. Uh, they've made a number of deadline moves. Wrote it down here because it's quite the list. We talked about Marcus Johansson, Oscar mm -hmm. Sundquist, John Klingberg made his debut, Gus Nyquist. Um, so a lot of fresh faces coming in, and that gives everybody a boost. There's no question. Okay, let's hear from uh, the players and go inside the dressing room. Rasmus Anderson is giving his comments to the media. Um, mediocre. Honestly, um, yeah, it's a it's a one nothing game. Um, you know, what to what ten minutes left of the third, maybe, and you know we just we we, we got to find a push. We got to find some energy and to get the one one goal and then go for the next one. And it's you know they scored the second one and it's like there's just no energy after that. And um, you know it's uh, it's frustrating and. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, very just mediocre, no energy, and um, just honestly, not, nothing really happens. It's uh, we, we got to find that push, and uh, you know, Mark is playing really well back there, and we we, we just we, we got to find a push when it's one nothing, and uh, you know, get some energy and get going, and uh, you know, play 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 in the ozone and play with the puck and make plays and that kind of stuff, but um, we're not. You mentioned, uh, I mean, it was a one nothing game. Was the energy there from the get-go? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think so, and uh, I felt like it was there, and, uh, you know, first period, the game is kind of back and forth a little bit, and uh, we have some look, and they have some looks, and, um, you know, they get the, obviously, the one nothing goal, and then uh, they, they, play a, they play a good, tight, checking game, and... Uh, and you know we have some looks and uh, that kind of stuff, but we we don't get it in. And um, but that that's what I mean. That's when we got to get. Uh, that's when we got to get the second wave and the third wave and the fourth wave. And 
and right now we're not giving it. When you hear the boos, when you hear those boos at the end, how does that register? I mean, I, you know, you, you understand it. It's a passionate fan base, and um, and it's obviously it's it's tough for us. And uh, well, you know, you understand that we we haven't been very good lately, and um, you know if that's how they feel, uh, you know, it's. Uh, we, we, Everyone in this team just got to look ourselves in the mirror from, you know, it's all 23 players, so let's got to look ourselves in the mirror. We can't go blaming anyone else, and, uh, you know, I, I got to be better. You know, everyone's got to be, everyone's got to be better, and um, you, you can't look around you. You just got to look at yourself, and, uh, and we're at that point right now when you really need to look yourself in the mirror, and you got to find, you got to find your game more good at, and, uh, Contribute, contribute more to the team, and uh, it's not one player; it's on 23 guys. Raz, that lack of push that you're talking about, with the urgency that should come with where you are in the standings right now, how do you explain the fact that that's that push seems to be missing? Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, it, it, it's you know we we have we have our looks. Uh, you know, we have a breakaway and a couple two on ones and that kind of stuff, but. We, 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 as I said, we just got to get the second wave and the third wave and the fourth wave and we, we got to build on each shift and, uh, you know, especially in the third period and uh, it, it feels like it just wasn't there and um, it's frustrating, especially when they get the two and the three nothing and, um, you know, that's, that's what I'm talking about. We, we got to get the, you know, you got to follow it up, shift after shift after shift and, you know, we get a good shift and then, you know, we get couple of bad ones, then we get a good one, then we get three bad ones, and it's, that's why I said, like, all, every one of us uh, in here really, really had to look ourselves in the mirror. Okay, thanks, Rasmus. Thank thanks, Rasmus. So, uh, a perplexed-looking Rasmus Anderson to try and explain what went on tonight. He used the words mediocre and no energy over and over again, and, in, and for a team in a situation right now where you're fighting tooth and nail to make the playoffs, it is hard to explain tonight. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, it is. You know, I think the, you used the word perplexing, which I think is good because uh, this was almost the first time, you know, in the last 10 days, two weeks, where we've really seen the team not back up the, the game on the ice with the words that we heard in the dressing room, right? Right. Um, so you would have liked to see the desperation and the urgency there. But, um, you know, we talked about how you're able to build momentum, and we saw a little bit of that in the third period. But I remember writing it down in the second period, a really good shift from Jonathan Huberto, Nazem Kadri, Jacob Pelche, who, again, probably among some of the best flame skaters tonight. But I mean, you and I looked at each other and we thought, okay, that was a good shift, but it doesn't do much unless you're able to build on that. You know, set the table for the next line, you know, create that energy so that you're starting to wear the other team down with consecutive shifts over and over again. And um, the very next shift, Minnesota had the puck, dump it in, and you start chasing, and he's trying to break the puck out 200 feet again. So, um, it just wasn't easy for them tonight, mm -hmm. there's no question. And um, Rasmus said everybody's got to look themselves in the mirror because uh, it obviously doesn't get easier. And you face this team again another couple of days in a back-to-back -back situation. So um, wherever those answers are, you definitely want to find them pretty quick. Perhaps Milan Lucic has them. Uh, yes. Let's hear what he has to say in the dressing room after uh, the Flames go down 3 nothing to Minnesota. Talking about the energy. Was the energy there from the get-go? I know it was a one-goal game. Did this group start the way it needed to? Uh, I just, I don't know. I just, I think Raz probably said the same thing. It was, it was kind of flat on our end from from start to finish. So, you know, at this point of year, especially, should be excited and have a lot of energy to play 
every single night. So uh, that's a, that's on us as individuals, and that's on us as a team, to as players to to it's a big part of our preparation. So you know, uh, energy is something we got to create within. Um, when you hear the fans booing, do you blame them? No, I mean, you know, they they probably felt the same energy or the lack of energy like that we played with. So need to need to be better. Beyond energy, we keep hearing about how there's a lack of push. What's missing from you guys in order to get that push? Just got to be more competitive. Got to make more plays. Got to finish plays. Um, yeah, just uh, we need we need everyone playing their game at the level they can, which we haven't all, we haven't had all year. We haven't had you know all year where all four lines and uh, all sixty and 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 goaltending has been going at the same time, and that's something that that's a part of our identity to have success. And like I said, it just starts with starts with with that and and. And you got to make things happen. Have, have you thought about why it, it's taken this long for all of those pieces to to show up in a single game this season? I mean, <laughs> of course they thought about it, just like the rest of us. But running out of time to to think and wonder why. So, you know, time to think about it tonight. Think about it tomorrow, and get ready for a big two-game road trip coming up. During a game like this, when you know you notice that your team is feeling flat, how how does an individual player help generate some energy or momentum for the club? Uh, I mean, everyone's skill set is different, right? So, uh, what do you do? What do you do well that that can help create momentum and what what can you know get things going in a positive direction? So, it's about like I said, playing to the to the best of your skill set. Okay, thanks, Lich. Thank you. Original 16, a great way to celebrate things done well. Okay, so the Flames head off now on a two-game road trip to Dallas and then Minnesota again. What do we need to see from this team here on these next two games? You just heard it there from the players, energy, and you have to find it quick. It looks like tomorrow's going to just be a travel day, so uh, no practice to get the feet going again. Mm -hmm. um, you're rolling into a couple of really tough buildings, American Airlines Center, Dallas Stars. They've found their way at the top of the Central Division this year, and now Minnesota's hot on their tail as well, and their fans are always going. So in terms of environments, it shouldn't be too difficult to get up for those, but uh, you take a look at the standings now. I think the Flames are seven points out of a playoff spot, eight if you factor in the uh, tiebreaker scenarios. Uh, there's no two ways around it. You have to come up with two wins, and uh, you have to find that energy and get back to the game that we saw the past two nights on this homestand because there were good things to build off of, but tonight you got to throw that away. For sure. Okay, there's still a chance, but, uh, yeah, we need to see a much better team. We need to see a lot more goals out of this team. Hopefully they continue to get uh, good goaltending from Jacob Markstrom. But uh, yeah. that'll be it uh, for us tonight. The Flames are off on a two-game homestand now. Uh, thanks for joining us. Have a great night, everyone, and we will see you back here later next week.